are we recording? Is we're, it on? we're already on. Yeah. It's on. <laughs> yeah. How come I can't hear my headphones right now? Because I, you turned them down a lot. Less. They're they're weighed. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. There we are. Welcome to the <laughs> self-evident podcast. <laughs> you got Mike. You got Massey. This Always the, beautiful. This is the first face that he's made. It in is the in the new in the new space. We should frame it. I think that's our thumbnail for the next two years. I'll have to get a that's screenshot it. of it. Yes, please do. All right. Welcome, guys. It is Monday morning. Man, we had a great podcast on Friday. I, I got, thought it was I, bomb. I got a lot of feedback on that one. A lot of people coming up saying, I love the podcast. That was great. I'm really just patting us on the back because we need it. I think he's patting himself on the back. I never got nobody to talk to me about no podcast. <laughs> I didn't. That's not, it's not my fault you're not very sociable. Feeling here. You, There's a wall if, of separation of state and church here. There's church and state. If if you know Massey really well, you'll know how absurd that comment was. He's <laughs> like the most sociable person in the world. It's Mike we gotta pull out of a shell. Although oh. Sunday last oh. week you were like on fire. You know how many when? people came up to me at church? Oh when you led into worship. Oh yeah. Yeah, you was on who who told me Moriarty watched online. And he was like, dang, that guy's fire. He was on fire. I was like, he goes, I got into worship. I wasn't even there. <laughs> I was like, I like that guy. It's because I was mad at people. It just came off as enthusiasm. <laughs> it came off as passion. Yeah, I was passionate. I was, I was really angry. Just angry. Pissed. Hating everybody sitting there. No. Yeah, um, get up and worship you. Yeah. He'll make the rocks cry out, you lazy <laughs> bums. If you won't do it, the rocks, the rocks will. will. Golly. Sick of y'all sitting on your couch. Anyways. So <laughs> this this is how it is all the time. Yes. If you heard us. the banter beforehand. <laughs> anyway. All right. How, how do we maintain such a great relationship, Mike, after a few like Bro. how many years? <laughs> Love of... and a lot of glue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, there's been a few times you, you and I have gotten uh, you know, gotten into not a fist to cost, but darn close. We, we've, no, I'm kidding. We've no. had a we've had a moment of scrapes, but I, I think it strengthens it. That's brotherhood, right? That's that's in the warfare. Um, I just think he's a white guy. Didn't want to submit to a Mexican, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I was Damn. actually thinking on the way here is like, Messi has a lot of white friends. <laughs> Got to get ahead somehow. <laughs> I pulled two of these jokes with Joe. What's I didn't know. I, I didn't. I pulled a couple of these jokes with Joe, and I didn't yeah. know how he'd respond to it because I'm, you know, when I'm in the mode, it's you and I, right? Right. right. I threw a couple of. He kind of did that chuckle, like the uncomfortable, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, don't worry, it's cool, man. Like it's all good. I'm, I'm the one who made the joke, not you. Somehow it's legal if I do it, but if he did, it, it is. It's not legal. It's, it's not. It's, it's without. It's out, out of bounds. It's you, you are not in a position of privilege and power, so therefore you can say and do whatever you want. Yeah, probably shouldn't have this on. Well, Anywho's, I can't say anything because you're, <laughs> you're a minority marginalized <laughs> what can i say ow anywho's <laughs> i think that has something to do with our topic today yeah uh, but first we've got 
News spits. News spits. Well, we we have news. We we've got we we've got the news. Do we have the timer? We have the timer. Are we ready? We are ready. Give us the countdown. Three, two, one, go. All right, here we go. Colorado Teachers Union shocks us all by being Marxist. So they recently passed a resolution declaring that capitalism inherently exploits children in public schools. Let me just read the resolution. The CEA believes that capitalism requires exploitation of children, public schools, land, labor, and or resources. Capitalism is in opposition to fully addressing systematic racism, the school, the prison pipeline, climate change, patriarchy, gender, and LGBTQ disparities, education inequality, and income inequality. In other words, just another day Democrat. Which a lot of the, we, we get a lot of friends in Colorado. Yeah. Like boss friends too, like spiritual ones, really good men, women, High level people, Colorado. Yes, they're not for this. No. What? Th- see, this is what happens. Like a lot of people say, it's so corrupt out there. No, they just took key positions and started making decisions. And because we didn't know what you, we didn't, Christians weren't thinking about that. Yeah. They start passing the stuff, and you're like, what? And then you notice the majority of the people. Pastor Rod and I were talking about this yesterday. The most of America is not for these agendas, but it's because these people are in key positions, like certain yeah. businesses, right? Like Anheuser, who would have thought Bud Light would have done that? Who it's who insane. was who was even thinking, dude? <laughs> this is Bud Light we're talking about here. I mean, you can't get any more like America than that company, right? right? As far as like advertisements, all about America, Fourth of July. I mean, this was all of a sudden they go, whoo, you know, because yep. that people they put in positions are corrupted, and so they start making uh, decisions from the top. So, in other words, uh, Isaiah ten one says this. It says that woe unto them that prescribe grievances for my people and make unrighteous decrees, which means those at, those at the top. Woe unto them. In other words, damn them. God is angry mm-hmm. with that. So they started doing the stuff. So it's like, okay, so what do we have to do in response? We work our way up. We've got, we're the ones that got to take over and, and go do what we need to do. And some people say, well, now you're trying to be the hierarchy. No, we're trying to be moral. We're not, su- we're not superior. We just want you to not touch our kids. We want you to not be... Uh, teaching our kids stupid things. And by the way, pull your kids out of public school. Right. You know, and, and to your point, yeah, you can charge us with going after the hierarchy. I honestly don't even care because you've been doing it for decades and this is the result. Yeah. So my turn. Dude, dude you, we didn't start this fight. You no, did. No. You were trying <laughs> we, to, you're attacking our kids. We wanted to be left alone. You, if you poke a bear, don't welcome to the fight. That, that was, was it. Five, that was five minutes. minutes. No, that's my uh, wake-up alarm. <laughs> Elijah, it's time to wake up. <laughs> Don't do that. Wow, okay, go, 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 go. We, all, right, took, all right, number two. I took too much time. Navy goes, gay? Wait, not even. Now the Navy has decided that the best way to bump up flagging recruiting numbers is to double down on feminizing our men by showing a man pretending to be a female. We now have Harpy Daniels, drag queen, invited to become digital ambassador for the navy i'm not even surprised anymore i'm not like when you've lost your goal when you've lost your vision when you've lost your direction this is what happens how do you expect to improve your recruiting numbers by putting a drag queen in place this is what i'm talking about you tell me a naval officer right now from 20 years ago and back right 
that is approving this. They didn't go to war. They, they, they didn't sign up for this. Some feminized, sissified thing. And yes, I said that. They oh, didn't sign true. up for they didn't sign up for this. This isn't this isn't the Navy. This doesn't represent America. Right. This represents a tiny small substrate of perverts that want to get involved and again try to groom the kids and get them used to this stuff. The bottom line is, is this is what I love about the, the world and the left, right? And those who hate scripture, maybe even on the right. The Bible will pull you to the cross. It'll push you to the cross. It'll push you to deny yourself. And look what the look what the world's doing. This is what they say. This is acceptance is just being you. No, accepting what you know to be is endless now. Mm -hmm. It's just open doors. It's just there's no limit to what you can be. And, dude, now there's a story that just went on out there. I'm going to do some more research about uh, in Minnesota. They just introduced a bill, and they removed pedophilia from one of the sexual crimes. They started to remove pedophilia. I'll get I on that story in a minute. Something about but that. it's like, dude, we need to bring that up Friday. Yeah. Is that they're removing this. We said this. We warned about this. I remember when they tried to pass gay marriage. Back in the two, was it 2013 or something like that? I remember vividly telling people, when's this going to end? Pedophilia. Mm -hmm. Every time I talked to a gay person, because we were Christian, they said this. They were like, no, it's, you see, you're taking it way so far, way too far. And now what? Right. And that's, they all say the, the slippery soap argument. Nah, no, 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 no. It's true. <laughs> it's it is. Like, it's, it's, it's right true. here. Here we are. It's at your doorstep. It, the conversation exists. Yeah, and and there has been reporting about, especially these drag queen shows, um, that oh, it's child safe. It's not the and and man, we're probably going to lose YouTube over this. But it's when you get into this stuff, you see this truly is destructive for people. And this gets into the whole identity conversation. If totally. your identity is not in Christ, your identity can Bingo. be in anybody. Nailed and, it. And, and all right. So we hit the timer. Um, the third one, 30 seconds plus we're doing bonus time. <laughs> this is soccer. It doesn't really count at the 90 minute mark. You can have whatever you want. Debt ceiling. This is when we need those extra subscribers to get the extra yes. content. There we go. So, so if you want to be a part of the Torchbearer <laughs> well, program, we're going to have exclusive extra content mm -hmm. and even have private chat rooms. Mike didn't know anything about this. I just threw this on him last minute. <laughs> we're going to have private rooms I'm where you and I, sure we can, we we, we, <laughs> yes, we, we can do that. We can chat and, and get more in depth with you and yes, that kind of thing. So I love it. So extra minute on the clock. How about that? Extra minute. All right. All right ready, Mass? Two, uh, one. Here we go. Debt ceiling. There's been talk that they'll use the 14th Amendment to get around Republicans in Congress holding back the raising of the debt ceiling. So what is the debt ceiling? The debt ceiling is the total amount of money that the United States government is authorized to borrow to meet its existing legal obligations. Isn't that funny? We have to borrow more money to meet our existing obligations. Seems a little strange. In the 14th Amendment, it says the validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned. Now, thankfully... Not even the White House seems to be putting much water in this argument, but I thought this was important because people will hear, oh, they're going to use the 14th Amendment. They cannot use the 14th Amendment to get around Congress. Congress holds the purse strings. That's right. The House Point. particularly. Conclusion. Done. Right? The House is the one in charge of all of the money. That's right. And if House Republicans are saying, we're done messing around with this, <clears throat> there's a reason. That's right. And there you go. So... Again, contact your representatives, even those in Senate. Make sure, make darn sure that you're telling them what you need to what you need to say. 
that that's the way we stop these things is actually getting involved. And yes. so call your local representatives, call your senators, uh, call your um, um, even your state representatives, uh, all those things and make sure that they don't raise this because we got to continue to hold the line. Dude, right. you notice it never goes down. No, only up. And it's always a crisis every time we have to raise every it. Every time. It's always a crisis. Janet Yellen, it's a crisis. Everything could collapse. If we don't do this. We're going to default. We're going to need to buy the Nissan, not the Infinity. <laughs> we're going to need to buy the Honda, not the Acura. I don't want we're a Toyota. Need to buy the Toyota. Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need to buy the Miata, not the Lamborghini. I can't even have the the Ferrari. I have to have the Maserati. Oh, the pain. Moment of silence. The pain. My heart. The pain. Imagine an American having to borrow debt consistently. And just say, hey, I need to borrow more debt. We would look at that person and go, uh, maybe your finances aren't in order. At some point, a bank would say, I'm not going to loan you more money. Our country, however can continue to say, mm, raise it. I, why have a debt ceiling? Every time this hits, it's like, uh, well, bump it up. Bump it yeah. up. The point Keep of a going. ceiling is the ceiling. <laughs> to, to contain you. <laughs> the point of the ceiling is this is how far you can go. <laughs> Don't go higher. Well, just raise the ceiling. I picture like a, a tower that is like leaning back and forth. <laughs> and it's some... 60-year-old crazy nut bar with some two-by-fours and a hammer going, I'll just add one more floor. <laughs> Billy Bob, <laughs> you're already too high. It's going to fall. <laughs> yeah. Building department has not been out here for a decade. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It'll hold. <laughs> And you know how they pay this crap off? Raising taxes on you. <laughs> God bless you, America. <laughs> and devaluing but it's the not, dollar. I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm saying, guys, <laughs> this is how they're trying to destroy us. Yes. And uh, unsurmountable debts. We got a lot of work to do. States. Here we go. The states, baby. We got a lot of work to do. All right. Do not forget, we have our matching grant. Do not forget about the matching grant. It uh, is growing. Remember, I just burped. Yes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Every time, man. Sorry, dude. That came out so bad. Like, we're real. <laughs> Audio listeners are like, did, did, did. whoa, what whoa. was that? Whoa. <laughs> Matching grant. We have $7,500 up for a match. Be putting in today, whether it's a one time, whether it's a new monthly where you become a torchbearer, as well as putting towards a matching grant, partner with us. Become part of our family. You are doing work by seed, sowing seed into this, seeding sow into this ministry. And so we we really encourage you, if you want to get involved, you want to be a part of something that is growing, <clears throat> this is it. This is your chance. And thank you. And thank you to those what, who have already we, donated. Yeah, yeah. We're, we got know. pledges coming in. We just had a great donation the other day. It was a yep. thousand bucks. Thank you for that. So we've got a lot more coming, which... You can be a part of you. You could get on the train. So now's your chance. So be sure to check that out. Get the matching grant going. Uh, go to the self evident truth.com. Anyone who does a thousand donate. More. Yeah. Anyone who does a thousand or more. will get a plaque on our wall painted black. So no one can see. Your- 
Well, it'll be an invisible plaque. Right, right, and we'll right, point right. it. We'll we'll put a we'll little say, look sign. Look at those, look at those people that gave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, do it was, for Jesus. There was an artist who sold an invisible painting to an art gallery at one point. It was it was like a blank a blank canvas. Mm. This is the state of art for all my artist friends. I wonder if he was there. transgender. Probably. They seem this to think make believe. Okay. I'm a blank canvas. What? Sorry. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We all ready? Are we ready? We're ready. We're ready. Game on. Here we go. Not much going on today. Um, we're just curious if we're watching the collapse of society. Ah. What's your vote, Easy? Society collapsing. Uh, Why are you not talking into a microphone? My bad. I noticed he did that last yeah, podcast dude, too. Like, he was like, gotta, here He's like, he "Hey, like, I'm, oh, I'm totally I'm pressed the, the button." Here. Like, <laughs> this is our producer hard at work. <laughs> That's okay. That's about as real as your paycheck. <laughs> so so (laughs) donate to our matching grant (laughs) to pay our hardworking producer so you know even i don't think we're at the downfall of society again i think this is total exposure of (laughs) this is total exposure of what is happening spiritually i think Mm -hmm. again the lord is showing us there's two ways he brings uh to me a judgment he brings it through a a a a flat out or physical you know squash the bug type judgment b he gives you over to what you desire yep. so <clears throat> what's happening in like places like california you want to play with fire you want to play with god cool do your thing and he's so patient and loving kind he's like fine it's total romans one mm-hmm. Roman, total. and and, and total. people always look at romans one in terms of the man gay stuff man yeah, yeah, and yeah. all that but it, it it's so much deeper than that. Yes, like you're you're looking at the conclusion without realizing how Romans one got there. It's progress, or or a deprogress if you want to put it more succinctly. What happens is when you reject the Creator, you start worshiping the creation, and you start worshiping animals and yourself and all of that. And at some point, it Romans one clearly states God gives you <laughs> over to a reprobate mind, to a darkened mind, lets you have your way. So if you are clamoring for darkness and sin and foolishness, at some point God says, okay, go ahead. And we, a lot of people will be like, how dare you? It's like, didn't you want God to give you what you wanted? That's exactly it. So you have to reap the consequences of your actions. You wanted God out of the picture, right? So now he's given you over to your desires and you're the same people that will eventually ask, or if you're asking now, where's God? If he was real, he wouldn't allow this. You notice it's, in, it's the craziest dichotomy in, in revelation. It talks about like when, when people have boils and sores on their yeah, skin yeah, and all yeah. of that, like they're, <clears throat> they're not crying out to God to save them. They're crying out to God in anger at him. That's exactly it. Isn't that interesting? 
You hit that point, and instead of saying, God, just I'm sorry. please, I'm sorry, help, have mercy, Lord, please. No, it's anger and vitriol. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes. They're weeping and gnashing against their own sin. But we've taught a generation of people, even two generations, I'd say, not to take responsibility for their actions. Yep. And so what happens is they feel so entitled that God should just bless them anyway, because we view scriptures out of context like he blesses the just and the unjust, which he does which he does. He, he does. He reigns. I shouldn't say he blesses. He reigns on the just and the unjust, right? But the righteous are supposed to have authority. Mm -hmm. So even when the unjust gets rained on, they would understand, whoa, this came from, you know, like da Daniel's yep. God. When the king goes, man, we're going to worship that dude's God. Right. We don't even know who he is, but everybody's going to pray to that God right there. You know what I mean? Where it's like the righteous, when they became that, that pinnacle, they were like, okay, this is God on display, right? Yep. Then the unrighteous were like, Yo, I may not even know this guy, but you can't deny what just happened. You can't deny that God was on, the, you know, something greater That's... than us was, was, and, and said of that. Now we say, no, you know what? God is on display. One who hates me, one who doesn't bless me, one who allows corruption and crime, one who allows people to get ripped off, one who allows uh, uh, cronyism instead of capitalism, one who allows uh, people to be discriminatory. They just hate me. It's like, this is how they portray God. Right, that's, because of their sin, and that's exactly what we talked about in the in that conversation about the church stepping up. Is <clears> when the church compromises its convictions, and we're going to get into this of you on the personal level. But when when the church compromises its convictions, and the church, church starts saying, "Well, mercy, compassion, grace need to overcome justice, righteousness, holiness to an unbalanced degree." This is what you're going to get because more and more the church will Truth. say, oh, well, we just have to, we've got to love them. And, and that's, we, we can't punish because punishing is yeah. not loving. Mercy rejoices over judgment when the judgment is about to come on the person and they're, they're broken. Yes. They're broken and repentant. You don't just throw mercy at someone who's unrepentant. You know right. what they take that as? Sweet. That's enabling. Ch ch chance number five, yep. chance number 10,000. They just keep going, Right. Because he is the guy. This is what I'm talking about. We've done this where it's like, with the Lord, he's the God of 10,000 chances. Yes, I agree with that. The problem is we preach that to an unrepentant heart. You know what they do? Well, screw it. I can do what I want. Free grace. That's exactly it. But the repentant heart goes, I don't even want to go 10,000 with you. Yes. I don't want to take 10,000 chances. I want to be righteous before you, Lord. I want to be righteous. I don't want to have to keep coming to you and saying, I keep struggling with this, Lord. And I'm not saying we don't struggle. I've been there. But it's like, I don't want to keep saying that. There's And there's a difference between struggling and trying to overcome a sin because that in its own right says, yep. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm sick of this and what it's doing to me versus a prideful heart, which just says, oh, that was cool. Had fun with that. I keep doing that. Oh, well, you know, I got fire insurance, so I'm good. It, there's There's a difference of heart condition. What we're witnessing, and we're going to go through a bevy of lists, not to be, do the doom and gloom because there is confirmation bias when we, and we'll get into that, but to show the hearts and conditions of men and what happens as a result when those hearts hit this type of point. So we're going to first show you a video. It's, I think, like 30, 40 seconds long, and I just take it in. I just want you to take it in and we'll give more explanation afterwards. We good? Yeah. All right, cool. Here we go. This is in Oakland. 
this out, a car just went up in flames in Oakland, while dozens of other cars backed up traffic during a sideshow. Ooh, hard to watch. This happened at about 1 a.m. close to Lake Merritt at 10th and Oak Streets. People were seen lighting fireworks as well. Video shows multiple cars burning. Crews eventually put out the fires as officers cleared the traffic. Cameras captured at least one car that was involved in the sideshow being towed. So, you know what I just noticed about that? She didn't ascribe any responsibility of people to those cars burning. Nope. Or those cars driving into the burning cars. It was oh, uh, some cars were on fire and, you know, some cars were running into those cars on fire. As though the cars were burning themselves and driving themselves Gosh. by themselves. Wow. This is the issue. Not just that it's happening. Okay. And this isn't happening in every single city all over America. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go through a list, but notice we have to avoid really talking about what is going on here. Why is it that a massive group of people believe that it is not just okay, but it is good? And and I watched longer video of the people smashing the car and then setting it on fire. And then some guy, obviously in a stolen car, because he wouldn't do it with his own, starts ramming the car on fire. Where is the heart condition? When a person in their mind, would, would any of you step outside your door and go, you know what I think I'm going to do tonight? <laughs> I'm going to torch a car. Just feeling this I'm, right I'm now. I'm feeling this. Like, and I'm going to get a hundred whatever yeah. people... Just... And we're going to have ourselves a worship night torching a car. <laughs> just feeling the Lord in on this we're, one. We're going to celebrate him with fireworks and, and Molotov cocktails. Yeah. I mean, dude, if it was up to the media, they'd be like, oh, they're, they're, they're burning idols. You know what I mean? They would yeah. twist a narrative oh, yeah. that's so insane. Can't even believe my mind went there, but it's true. It's true. So these videos uh, were posted by journalist Michael Schellenberger. Um, the police can be seen filming all of it for hours. In another video posted by Schellenberger, there is more midnight chaos. Uh, people filmed merely blocks from Mark Zuckerberg's house. And then, you know, cars were doing donuts in the middle of an intersection surrounded by a massive group of people. And then another video from Oakland posted from a different neighborhood with the same thing of cars doing donuts, massive groups of people blocking off intersections. Now, here's what I will say about that. This isn't unprecedented. This type of stuff has happened before. Many times in history. But it's still happening. And the issue becomes, what is the heart condition of these people? And we're going to guess mostly young adults. And, and the immediate question that hits everybody's mind is, where are the parents? And I think, too, like, let's go to the Bill of Rights. You know, people are like, you know, protests need to happen. It's just protesting. That's what they do. But go back and read that. Bill of Rights, right? Congress shall make no law respect. We all know it. I'm just but respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise of nor prohibiting the freedom of speech nor the press nor the right of the people to peaceably assemble. When these people are destroying property, is that peaceable? One, two, is that liberty? No, because they're destroying someone else's property. Mm -hmm. If they're destroying someone else's property, now they've crossed the line. They've come. They've become outlaws. Do you notice we don't ever use that term no more? They have now become outside of the law. I actually like that term. I do too. That person 
who breaks breaks the law, commits a crime, is an outlaw. You know why we don't like that term? Because it just sounds so terrible. But it's like they are outside of the law. They need to be known as such. At that point, you forfeit everything about liberty. At that point, you have no liberty in your body. You think liberty is the right to do what you want to do? Yeah. Try that with try that with someone with a gun. Right? Just go up and antagonize them. A matter of fact, go to someone who doesn't have a conscience like like you might not have a conscience and go antagonize them and see what happens. Right. What are they going to do? They're going to probably do worse to you than you're thinking about doing to them, especially with a gun. And I think they don't understand that that with, with everything going on, we don't know our laws, and we say, well, I mean, it is what it is. And, of course, we can think of all the scriptures, woe unto them that call evil good, good evil, all that stuff. But the bottom line is, is no one is calling this good. And, and t- I'm telling you, I, I just said this to Pastor Todd yesterday, I don't think it's the majority of the people. I think it's the media. No. They're driving a narrative, right, for us to just learn to accept these things. Just accept it. Just accept that these people are going to do this, and you guys can't do anything about it. And if you do, you're a racist. Well, dude, it's time to be called a racist then. And, and accept it. And that gets in into my solutions section. And one of the things I was thinking on the way over here is notice how much they say our nation is so divided. Oh, yeah. And 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 here's here's the the silver lining in that. The fact they're saying the nation is divided means there is a large group of people who do not stand for this. Oh, bring that out, Mikey. Bring that out. Think about it. If they're so concerned about a nation divided, that means you have a large, large group behind you that does not like what's That's going right. on. Bring they that do not away. stand for this stuff. So when you're told this nation's so divided and it's divided and it's all division, you know what they're trying to actually do is force you to submit to submission. Oh, I don't want it to be divided. Good we, we better unify. So let's Woo. let's just let them do what they need to do because they're an authority. It's time for you to be an authority. Bingo. They've been doing it for decades. Mm-hmm. It's our turn. It's time for us to start getting in positions of authority and stop caring when they weep and gnash teeth. The the school board here locally, right? Right. The the whole book thing. Of course, what has come out? A failed school board candidate has uh, been stirring people up as well. And there is this push against getting these books out of libraries. They are weeping and gnashing of teeth. Fine. Why, why do we kowtow because people are complaining louder? Why do we say, oh, yeah, well, they're really angry, so maybe we should just give in. All the more, if your toddler throws a massive fit in the middle of the supermarket because you won't give your toddler a candy bar, are you supposed to give in? Do you go, oh, okay, okay, here's the candy bar. You've just taught that toddler it's exactly. okay to throw the fit. The, the, the thing my kid is starting to understand about me, the more he throws a fit, the harder I become. So if he wants something, he's starting to learn, I better not throw a fit because dad will just double down. <laughs> I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Oh, you want to complain? Go to bed now. <laughs> but dad! Okay, that's fine. You'll go to bed earlier tomorrow night. But dad, that's what awesome. are you doing? That's fine. No TV for a week. Mm-hmm. Will you learn that the root of your issue is that? <laughs> that behavior. 
And that's exactly what we need to do to these screaming, spoiled toddlers who have been getting their way for too long. They've been getting their way of thinking that licentiousness and injustice and, and the progressive way is the only way forward. And I may have made some people mad. I don't care. And, and if you want to scream and cry, I'll double down. That's fine. Um, I do want to cover some other stuff that we've got. So we're going to go to Whole Foods. So there was a Whole Foods in San Francisco. Foods. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking of your kid. I don't, I don't negotiate with terrorists. It's Isaac. Dude. I'm picturing a little guy, a terrorist. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold you hostage. <laughs> He's like, man, shut up. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed now. Yeah, shut up. You don't know who you're messing with. Uh, Whole Foods. It was in San Francisco. They were there for a year, so they almost made it, but they shut down. <laughs> Cross that line. <laughs> we made it, guys. We made a year. All right, we're done. Uh, the employees were routinely threatened with weapons. They called 911 over 560 times in that year alone due to drugs and crime. Postmillennial reports, according to one 911 call, staff reported that mail with machete is back. Another security guard was just assaulted. Another caller said security guards at the store were assaulted by a man with a knife who then sprayed employees with a fire extinguisher. Sounds sensible. I love, I love in that description. It said, man with machete is back. <laughs> I mean, he's just shopping with his machete is all. I feel like that's on the same level. If So there's this, there was this trend that went around, like, I want to say a year ago, you type in Florida man in the Google search bar and then your birthday. And there's an article for almost every day of the year of something that a Florida man did. <laughs> and I did this yesterday, and mine was Florida man arrested for robbing gas station with corn dogs and hot dog sticks. Hmm. Angry Creative. over beer. Creative. Yeah. Dude, you know, can I just say something here? Sure. Do you ever notice that they're getting the and, – and I know this is a point we've made, but just hear me out. Just think this thought process with me. If guns were such a big issue, right – why not go to the inner cities of each big city mm -hmm. where crime is prevalent and force them to give up the Because you know most of them aren't registered. Right. But they're coming after the ones who have the registered guns, and they keep passing laws to make the law abiders do it more. If this was such an issue, you know in inner city gangs, <clears throat> they're not exactly going to a gun store and saying, hey, bud, can I buy a gun? Yeah, you got to register for this permit. You got to do You know where the guns are. Y'all ain't stupid. What, what? Oh, man, you just connected. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 no. That's where I'm at. It's like, do you notice how they're trying to get the good guys to submit so that crime could rise? Because then who brings order in that? Government. Every time. To your point, and I, I've heard John Stewart made this argument. Leading cause of death for children is guns. Did you know that? And, and I've noticed people like, I don't know how to answer that. So two things. First, the vast majority of crimes are in a very few number of counties. Guess what? Those counties are inner city areas. The other part of that statistic, that child leading death, 18 and under. Oof. So here's my next question. You have laws against people under 18 having guns, especially handguns. You have laws, yet people are doing this. So your argument is moot. It's, it's under 18, man, 
I wonder what children under 18 in the inner cities are doing right now. Exactly. I wonder what's going on. I wonder what's prevalent. I wonder what the vast majority of gun deaths are resulting because of some gangs. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Cause they're not exactly like flourishing in school. We all no. know the statistics of schools. We see that. Right. So again, this is all a ploy to get the, because they know the law-abiding citizen will submit. Right. Go after, go after the concealed carry permit people. Go after the law-abiding citizens. Yeah. Go after you them. care more about guns. No, I never said I wanted an illegal person to own a gun. I never said I wanted kids in gangs to have guns. But do you notice they have them anyway? Yep. <laughs> even with all your daggum laws, even with all the laws you have, these kids in inner cities still have them. You know why? Because you won't punish crime. You won't punish evil. And there's a scripture I'm going to read right now. Ecclesiastes 8. Listen to this. Listen to this closely. Ecclesiastes 8. This is from the King James Version. I could have got it to another version, but I wanted to throw your mind off today. So you're going to have to read it in your own version. Okay? Because sentence, Ecclesiastes 8, 11 through 13, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily because we don't punish crime right away. Therefore, the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil because we don't punish crime right away and we let it linger and linger and linger or we don't punish it at all. Evil then is set in the hearts of men because they're like, well, nobody's going to get after me anyways. Listen to this, verse 12. Though a sinner do an evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it, is, it, sh it still shall be well with them that fear God which fear before him, but it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow because he doesn't fear the Lord. Because we're not punishing crime, evil continues and it gets worse and worse and worse. Right. But then he says, though, it seems like the wicked are prospering. They're really not before God. He doesn't, he's angry with the wicked. Right. So there's a promise there, but he's saying to you, punish evil. That's what government is for, is to punish evildoers, praise those who do well. Romans 13, read it, right? It's This is the point we're trying to get to, is they're trying to punish you, the law abider, but yet all the evil people, no, we can't punish them. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it gets less and less punishment for them. But yes. when a law abider commits a crime, oh my gosh, they make a public spectacle of you, and they want that. You know what they want to do is they, 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 they demoralize you into thinking you shouldn't be that righteous. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be after righteousness. And you know what? This is where I have hope. We saw it 240 years ago too. We got a shot. We got to keep holding the line. We have to keep holding the line. Uh, <clears throat> and, and this will actually get in. We've talked about, we think what we're going to cover on Friday is civil disobedience. The big topic. And so uh, be ready for that one. I, what should Christians do with uh, all this corruption? Submit. We just can't. We just submit. can't disobey. I mean, geez, the word says submit, submit to government authorities. Submit always. I got good at that accent. <laughs> it reminds me of the pacifist that we had a conversation with. The other ah, day. that's right. Oh, that was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do Chicago, and then we'll do Oakland DA. Just to give you a heads up. So Chicago, I think this is important because exactly what Massey said, this is that in real time. So you may have remembered the teen riot not too long ago in Chicago, busting in windows, stealing stuff, just moving on through. 
This was not only defended by an Illinois state senator, Robert Peters, who saw the behavior as a political act and statement. Do you notice? No, 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 no. That's not sin. That's political act. Mm -hmm. But the new mayor, Brandon Johnson, said, in no way do I condone the destructive activity we saw in the loop in Lakefront this weekend. It is unacceptable and has no place in our city. However... It is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. What you just heck? You just completely shot your own argument out of the water on purpose. You gave lip service to justice, and then you turned around and ensured no justice should be done. Well, yeah, it wasn't right. But they did it because, well... They didn't know any better. No, because foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Yes. And and you notice he says we can't demonize youth. You know what that actually means? We can't punish them. No, well, their their form of demonization is saying we're gonna go against them and curse them. No, punishment and, and discipline brings correction. That's what we're doing. We're not demonizing by saying, hey, they should get some kind of time, punish evil. That is not demonizing somebody. Just look at me for a minute. Look at me. Bringing punishment against something that is wrong is not demonization. It's actually godliness. We're teaching people to hate correction. Yes. They're trying to teach people to hate correction and to correct. You don't have the right to correct. Are you kidding? Are you? I have every right to correct my sons. Every right to. Do you know why? Because I'm. it's my responsibility. I'm going to stand before God for my children, how I raise them up how I trained them, what I did, how I loved them, how I corrected them and disciplined them. You're going to see the fruit of that tree that either you did bring correction to or you didn't. And there's a lot of parents out there that say, well, we just don't want to correct. You know, it's just a lot of harsh discipline. Are you kidding? Dude, if you don't correct your children now, wait till they get to the real world. And this is what's happening, temper tantrums. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that it's unfair. It's called the world, dude. Suck it up. And <clears throat> it is. And and it still gives you no excuse to compromise. And that's something that we do in our own minds and our own hearts is, oh, well, this situation. So that gives that makes it all right for me to compromise in this. Gosh, how dude. how dangerous and malevolent of a thought that is. And look what compromise has gotten us now. Look, look at what we're dealing with. The more we compromise, the worse it gets. And the more we compromise, oh, this is good. You righteous who compromise, right? They're still calling you the enemy. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you compromise, they're still calling you the enemy. You know why? Because it's not you and how much you compromise. It's the, it's the living God within you because of who you represent. They will never stop until you denounce Christ. And they'll never stop. And so Satan prowls like a lion looking for whom he can devour. Lions will go after the weak. They go after something that they can catch, yeah. right? So it, uh, predators do this. When they're hunting a herd, what they're looking for is something they can separate out, something that's a little bit slower, something's a little bit weaker. When you compromise and when you give in to unrighteousness, when you don't stand firm in conviction, they notice that weakness, and that becomes a wedge point to where they'll go after it. Mm -hmm. They'll double down. Mm -hmm. That's why when these people get called out by the cancel mob and they apologize, they're, you know, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. They don't relent. They don't. 
oh cool he apologized all right no we'll, we'll put you back no, no they, they cancel you, you more yep they you take you done. off committees they yeah because you're unrepairable you're unre there's no way their repentance doesn't exist which is completely against your god look what you're compromising to a bunch of people who don't even believe in repentance they don't even believe in righteousness and reconciliation and say, they don't believe in that and so you're compromising to the world are you kidding don't do that Listen, they're not going to stop when you continue to compromise. Pastors, leaders, parents, they're not it's stopping. It's a signal to go for Dude, them. They, because they won't compromise, or I'm sorry, because they won't uh, relent on you is all the more reason to hit the gas. Yes. And watch God move and part the sea. And and they'll weep and gnash, and then they'll shrink and and look for another outlet. Yeah, they've never been. They've, this, is they a metaphor, get, this is a metaphor. This is a metaphor. Go for it. They've never been punched in the face. No. They never get challenged. No. They, they they do not get tested. No. So and and this is this is the thing about if you're conservative in a university setting, and and you stick to your convictions and you learn how to defend your convictions, you will come out sharp, like a razor blade. Cool. The the liberal progressive student is in a very comfortable, soft, sleepy environment for themselves, and they'll they'll raise a ruckus and they'll protest and all that, but they've never actually been tested on their theories or ideas or convictions. So when you you bop them in the face metaphorically, they have a very hard time responding. You come off reasoned, you you come off controlled, you come off modest, you come off principled and yep. convicted. They don't know what to do with that. They, they don't have an answer to that. No, they they want somebody who's flustered. They want somebody when you're in a fight or you're in an argument, the best thing for you is when you get the other person flustered. Truth. Um, and and there are people who understand this in debate and they will try to get you flustered because yeah. then you get off your track. Don't get flustered, just stay convicted. Uh, so the last part, and then we get to our solution. Do we have slides for these? Are we putting up the slides? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I can't see nothing, man. There's things we, in the way. We got a, you know, we got a, we got a route and then the, to a TV for and then the, a final image. And then when I can, and then I have no stupid questions. Just yeah. Audio listeners are very in tune with everything that just happened. Mike That's, actually mm. you what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, point. <laughs> there. My, although i will say my one and a half year old has figured out language with pointing and grunts so mike i've noticed <clears throat> our foreheads are pretty big <laughs> we got this like six inch gap on our foreheads right here good night i and i stopped wearing a hat because our our lighting it's just we need a light not this way. Yeah, yeah, so I can wear a so, hat again, yeah. and you can see my eyes, and I don't have to show we, off we this minefield. So it's like the, the, the flashlight underneath your chin during a scary story. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Oakland. So back to Oakland. 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 <laughs> Circling on back. So recently, the Oakland DA, Pamela Price, uh, has already lost several prosecutors because she is unwilling to charge and convict criminals. And recently, just for example, she tried to grant a plea deal to a triple murder sentence that would have given 15 years instead of the 75 to life typical for a crime. Now, the judge blocked it, thankfully. But 
One of the ex-prosecutors, Charlie Weisenbach, told Daily Wire, it became really clear during my time that Price didn't care about the victims. She cared more about the criminal defendants and how she can undo what she believes are historical injustices by creating what appears to be anarchy. We also saw a St. Louis prosecutor forced to resign after nearly 12,000 criminal cases were dismissed. About 9,000 cases were tossed just before going to trial, forcing judges to dismiss more than 2,000 cases due to what was described as failure to provide defendants with evidence and speedy trials. This is what happens when you don't punish crime. Now, I, you had mentioned Romans 13, and I've got Romans 13 here mm -hmm. on the last page. Yes, you do. I'm going to read this. He's got 13. Mm. He's got the 13. Uh. Uh. He's got Romans 13. Listen to your... This reminds me of Schoolhouse Rock for some reason. We should do Romans 13 Schoolhouse Rock. I am a bill. <laughs> Up on Capitol Hill. All right. Romans 13. For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, Ooh. but for evil. Whoa. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Ooh. Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. Yay. For it is a minister of God to you for good. Bing. But if you do what is evil, Boo. be afraid. Uh. For it does not bear the sword for nothing. <gasps> for it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Bum, bum, bum. That is the Christian ethic about authority. Mm-hmm. We get people who think Christianity should move away from justice, from law, oh, from authority, going. right? We get people who argue Christians shouldn't be involved in any of this. Then why is authority from God to put fear into those who do evil? There is a value to having an organized, ordered authority that we submit to that punishes evil. Why? Because swift justice. While you're looking at that, did you find it? Yeah. Okay. It's Micah 6, 8. He has told you, oh, man, what is good? What does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? How can you walk humbly with God? with all this corruption around you and you do nothing. I can't walk humbly before God when my own home doesn't even have that. But he says, do justice. What does that mean? You're watching out for those who are fatherless and for the widow. You're watching out for his eternal laws of justice. You're helping bring about the answers so that Christ and God is not violated. And yet we're seeing it all the time. Justice truly is making the streets open with praise and peace you can't have peace when there's constant uh, defilement of god's laws you can't do it i'm not saying to kill people i don't ever want to do that i'm saying dude when god got a hold of me he brought some inward spiritual like justice right stop dude stop and i was like okay i'm messing with god now i see it you know anywho's i i do want to read a couple of quotes thomas aquinas said mercy without justice is the mother of dissolution now, C.S. Lewis said, I think this is really important. Just hear this, hear the words. The central act of mercy was to pardon. And pardon, in its very essence, involves the recognition of guilt and ill desert in the recipient. If crime is only a disease which needs cure, 
not sin, which deserves punishment. It cannot be pardoned. Oh, how can you pardon mm. a man for having a gumboil or a club foot? But the humanitarian theory wants simply to abolish justice and substitute mercy for it. This means that you start being kind to people before you have considered their rights and then force <laughs> upon them supposed kindnesses, uh -oh. which no one but you will recognize as kindnesses and which the recipient will feel as abominable cruelties. You have overshot the mark. Mercy, detached from justice, grows unmerciful. That is the important paradox. As there are plants which will flourish only in mountain soil, so it appears that mercy will flower only when it grows in the crannies of the rock of justice. Transplanted to the marshlands of mere humanitarianism, it becomes a man-eating weed, all the more dangerous because it is still called by the same name as a mountain variety. Gosh. He should have a podcast. <laughs> no, no, everybody be like, huh? <laughs> you ever read some of these old fellas? You're like, what? huh? What? what the heck did I just read? I, I mean, I, it was cool, but I, I was like, what? I'd say about C.S. Lewis, nobody has ever made me feel more good about being so stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're almost like it puts salt on your tongue to want to study more, though. Yeah. You're like, OK, if he can, if his brain can do that, well, yeah. doggone it, I'm going to do it, too. Justice rocks, but true, true justice that brings that person to repentance and looks out for the victim. Yes. If you want an environment of mercy, it has to be in the grounds of justice. It has to be. You can't remove justice and then say, well, we're going to be merciful all the time. Because think about the victim. If, if a person commits a crime against a victim, and you don't pursue justice against that criminal, you're actually being unmerciful towards the victim yep. of the crime. Yep. Because what that just said is they got away with it. Truth. And there's no punishment for Absolutely. them. You have now taken the full burden of their action. Absolutely. They have taken no burden of their action. Yeah, I always think this with the gospel. You can never truly understand grace and mercy if you haven't been under the pain of it. Like right. to understand the weightiness of your sin. It's not just a prayer to me. I mean, at least for me, when I changed, it was like, no, I was brought under the weight of that sin. I saw the wrath of God coming to crush me. It's like, I have no hope right now. I am lost. And then all of a sudden it was like, I just saw Jesus taking that from me, this weight. He was bruised and crushed and beaten, it says in Isaiah, to, to, to remove that separation from God from me. And I think that's where it is. The, 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 the piece that came through that was, I am now restored in right standing with God. But you can't understand grace and mercy without understanding the, what does it say? You can't understand Golgotha. You can't understand the cross without the thunderings of Sinai. You need to understand the weight of his law and like why he's so just, Ooh. why he's the just judge, why he does have this eternal weight and glory. Why is it he's the one who can pronounce against me this sentence because I have violated every single bit of his righteousness. And then Jesus steps in and says, no, I'm going to take that from you. So you can walk humbly before God. I'm going to take that from you. And I'm going to give you the Holy spirit to empower you to walk worthy of the Christ, worthy of the God of heaven, the father. I'm going to give you the Holy spirit so you can have a relationship and a union with God. So you and him can share father and sonhood, sonship and daughtership. Right? So it's like, 
to me, this is greater than just saying a prayer. You just need to believe. No, it's beyond that to me. To me, to me. This is what happened to me. I believe because I saw what Christ did for me. I saw it. It was like, wow, he took that from me. And and I final thought, I don't think it's it's just you. I think it's it's a tenant of the faith. Right. Uh in true conversion. No mercy was given to Christ. None. By God's hand, no mercy was given to Christ. None. Full wrath was poured out <clears throat> upon him. Why? To fulfill all justice. That's right. So like you said, Mount Sinai, the laws were placed forward. It was spoken out of this is the law. This is the foundation. There can be no question about this. This justice must be done within these bounds. Yep. And what I mean by that is if this law is broken, justice must be done. Christ took on full justice That's right. of God which produced the availability of complete mercy because justice was fulfilled. You can't receive that mercy if you haven't accepted the gift of justice being done in your stead. Here's why I say that. Because when you're unrepentant, you haven't accepted that justice must be done. So therefore, you're not accepting that justice was done, which means it still needs to be done to you. Dude, Does that make sense? If you don't <clears throat> accept that justice was already done, that means that justice must be done to you. That's right. But mercy was also completely done for you. Amen. So if you are repentant because you accept that full justice and you say that should have been mine, but it got paid, then you can receive that merciful right. gift, the full mercy of God of saying you're pardoned. That's right. You can now walk in. That's why we go into Christ, because if we're not part of Christ, we're not part of that land of justice. The land of justice means that we have to inhabit the land of That's justice right. on our own. That's right. So the lamb of God, dude, the more you and I like sit and talk about this, it's like, gosh, the lamb of God was crushed so that his blood could take away your sin. The body of Christ was crushed. Listen, so that you can be uh, redeemed to God. He took my punishment. So in other words, that, that Christ, right? The olive was crushed to have the oil of gladness. You know what I mean? Like there's this representation of Christ being crushed gave us all of those things that we truly desire in the flesh. And we try so hard and we violate God's law to try to reproduce it, but it never fulfills. And so we go against you actually said this and it's, it's Galatians. He says, the law is the schoolmaster to bring me to Christ so that I might be justified by faith. All the law does is show me my inadequacy and it brings me to the foot of the cross and can do no more. Sure. I can't justify me. Right. It, it Right there. It, and that gives a whole <clears throat> new significance to the word justify. That's right. It cannot justify me. Why? Because Christ is the only one who could he justify. Kept, he kept the law right. and didn't offend in one point. And, and something that I would love to explore with you, and, and maybe we get Pastor Todd in on this, the the spilling of blood was the first in, in well, not the first, but the spilling of blood was the injustice, which then needed to be rectified by blood. Mm -hmm. And and I think there's something to that of where, so Cain and Abel, Cain spills blood. So now blood becomes significant of, it, it was spilling of life. It was an injustice of the spilling of life. Rectifying that in human race, in humanity, 
was the spilling of blood, right? right? The crushing of the lamb, right? Leading up to the crushing of the true lamb, Christ, in blood, right? The blood got spilled mm -hmm. back in order to justify or rectify that situation. I, I'm just exploring this now, guys. This this is what it's happens. A, it's a bigger it's a bigger yeah. topic. Yeah. We 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 start. You exploring. need Jesus. That's the point. Yeah, get Christ Jesus. died for you to make you in right standing with God. As you receive that and you say, man, I see my sin now. I get it, man. I, I'm, I'm, you know, he even says in scripture in Matthew, it's if your right eye causes you to offend, cut it out and cast it from you. Dude, he put, everyone has a value of their eye, right? I would never pay, get paid $10 million for my eye. It's valuable. I like right. my eye. Now, some of you are full of lust. You probably would. I wouldn't. The, the eyes are the windows to the soul. But Christ was so big on righteousness and making sure you stand before him clean. He says, cut it out and cast it from you. It's better to go to heaven blind with one eye than to enter into hell with both. I mean, that's how it's like, and it's, it's not a, it's, it's a metaphor. It's almost a, a, a saying, this is the value of your soul. Don't let your eye cause you to stumble. Don't let your arm or your hand cause you to stumble. Cut it off, cast it from you. The, the, we know what the value of our hands, what we can do with our hands. Do you who know work and understand like provisions and, you know, different little things that you can't do with your hands. But he said, I mean, he's so severe when he's like, cut it off and cast it from you. It's better to enter into heaven maimed than to hell with both. He's putting a value on your soul. It's not worth your sin. And some of you are sitting here like, man, this guy's crazy. I know. I know I am. I know. But it's no more crazy than you believing that this world's going to give you life when all you're seeing is death and destruction and you blame God for the thing that we walked away from him on. So there's no difference. You think I'm crazy. I am. I'm a fool that believes in Christ. And you know what? He has done me good. He has done me good. And I get to be with him and reign with him in glory. But yet you're saying you're not a fool because you see everything in the earth. Well, look at what the earth is offering you right now. Yeah. <laughs> destruction. You're, car is driving itself into your other Bingo. car that Bingo. lit itself on fire. I mean, we need to do this whole podcast on uh, uh, how Christianity is and the perversions, atheism right. and Satanism, right. right? Because you see the child sacrifice for the, for the, for the uh, Satanist is actually a form of opening the spiritual gates and doors for, right. for, the, for Satan, right. right? Whereas Christ says, no, I have to cover that with sacrifice, and it was one person that bore. So there's like all these similarities. Yeah, the 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 perversions and the imitations. Exactly. You know, we need it, to do that. There's there's even an unholy trinity if you look yep. at, at Revelation, right? It's it's not just the Antichrist. It's the Antichrist, the beast, and the false prophet, right? You know? Ooh. Look at this, man. So we got a lot to do. <laughs> here we go. Anyways. All right. Guys, thank you so much for tuning we in. We love you. We love y'all. Don't forget to go to the self evident truth.com. Yeah. Get yourself a shirt and buy, be a torchbearer, oh, be a monthly sponsor. We love you guys when you do that and you yes. sign up. We've gotten a few to sign up here just recently. Continue to do that. You guys are sending us out there to do what we're called to do, uh, which is amazing. We're going to be on a tour in California here really soon. We've been doing some local things. Also, in July, we'll be in Texas for like a, 10 days, 11 days, something like that. Yeah. So it's going to be amazing. Uh, and you guys are sending us out to do that. So we, we thank you so much for doing that. Uh, and also the matching grant get on it just, do it just give us your life savings. time <laughs> i'm kidding I'm totally what's kidding. it gonna hurt you right what's it gonna hurt so theselfentertruth.com thank you so much we will see all of you on friday all right love you guys